0: Again, haven't watched the tape, so it's hard for me, uh, and even when you ask me on Monday, I'm not going to tell you, uh, but uh, just full disclosure, I mean, we've got to coach these guys.
1: Welcome to the Daily Northwestern's football podcast. We're coming to you from finals week in Evanston. We took a week off to hit the books a little bit and in that time a lot has happened for Northwestern football. They beat Illinois to end the season on a seven game winning streak with the Land of Lincoln trophy. They now finish the year at nine and three. They made the Music City Bowl and they're facing Kentucky in that one at the end of December and just a lot of stuff has happened around college football and we're here to talk about the things that we care about. So I'm Max Schumann your host again today. And I'm joined by Cole Paxton, another daily football writer. Cole, welcome to the podcast. Max, a pleasure to uh, wrap up finals week with a little Northwestern football talk. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this all week, man. It's been a it's been a bleak finals week, as I'm sure it has been for many other students here. But let's uh, talk about some positive things. And the thing that I want to get started with is the Music City Bowl in Nashville. That game is on the 29th. Uh, it'll be in the afternoon. Northwestern will be taking on Kentucky out of the SEC East, so a nice SEC matchup for Northwestern as a uh, reward for a successful season, 9-3 and at the end of the year. Pretty good year by Northwestern standards. Now, I want to talk about the season overall later on in the podcast, but first, let's just jump into this bowl matchup against Kentucky. Cole, what should we think about Kentucky? Well, Max, Kentucky seems to
0: do one thing very well, and that's run the ball. And they don't do a whole lot of other things. They pass the ball very infrequently. They have a marginal defense. They did not have a great end of their season. So a very average Kentucky team, I think, is what Northwestern is up against.
1: Yeah, Kentucky, probably out of the possible bowl teams that Northwestern could have faced, this team might be the least interesting. Team that I would have wanted Northwestern to go up against. I said this a couple weeks ago on a podcast. I think that I wanted to see Northwestern play a team that I felt was good in a way that might challenge them. That like the the end of their schedule has been pretty soft, and they've done a good job against the weaker teams of the Big Ten. But I wanted to see a team that was kind of their equal to kind of get a good sense of where Northwestern really is. And I am not sure that Kentucky is that seven and five, four and four out of the SEC East. The SEC is not as good as it used to be. It's not as good as you think it is. And the SEC East in particular is not a very good division with not very good teams. Kentucky's fine. I mean, they are okay. Their best win this season probably at South Carolina near the start of the year. I mean, they have a 20-point win over Vandy on the road home against Missouri. But, I mean... The issue for me, Max, is...
0: They lost three of their last four games and four of their last six. This is kind of the opposite of Northwestern, which seemed to get better as the season went on. Kentucky very much stumbled to the finish line.
1: Yeah, I mean, this team... I mean, and on the uh, on the other hand, not even just looking at results, but when you think of like quality SEC teams, Kentucky usually isn't on your list. Yeah, not a, a household name. No, so it it's going to gonna be even... The Outback Bowl two seasons ago, Northwestern took on Tennessee. Tennessee at least had some more cachet, where you would have said, "Oh, if Northwestern had beaten Tennessee, then this team is legit," and that was would have been a big win for the program. I just don't think that. Yeah, this is would be. one of the very
0: rare occasions, Max, where Northwestern plays a power conference opponent in a bowl game. In which there's a case to be made that Northwestern has more
1: cachet or name recognition or a bigger (laughs) brand, so to speak. I will say Northwestern's Wildcat versus Kentucky's Wildcat is probably the sub-matchup of the century here. A lot of Wildcats. A lot of Wildcats. A lot of Wildcats. There are a lot of Wildcats. It's going to be very difficult in our
0: stories, Max.
1: Yes, it's going to be very confusing for all manner of Daily Northwestern editors. To understand what on earth is going on. Yes. I'm not really sure what we're gonna do about that for our readers. We might have to talk about some creative we'll solutions. We'll do some talking. Yeah, we'll 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 figure it out. We have a few weeks, you know, to prepare, get some extra practice in. Much like We'll get our fifteen practices in. Yeah. It'll be it'll be big for our program. We'll fine tune our be... photo captions. <laughs> it'll be It'll be a uh, uh, Facebook shares. We'll we'll have a lot to do in the wait between now and uh, the Music City Bowl. Uh, Cole, you mentioned that Kentucky is a run first team. They have a running back Benny Snell who rushed for thirteen hundred yards this season, five yards a carry, eighteen touchdowns. Their quarterback has more than five hundred non sack rushing yards this season. So Kentucky seems to be a team that wants to run the ball and is reasonably successful doing so. But why is Northwestern kind of well suited to face that kind of team.
0: Well, I think you think about the strength of Northwestern's defense, and as the season has progressed, the front seven has gotten significantly better. We remember back in September the infamous Duke game
1: that seems like we could never game.
0: we can never uh, erase from our memories. That's when, why
1: that's why it fits Fitz would argue that that Duke game is slanted perceptions of Northwestern all season
0: exactly but in that game Duke quarterback Daniel Jones who was a mobile guy ran all over Northwestern the linebackers in particular had no idea what they were doing as the season has progressed Northwestern has gotten a lot better against running quarterbacks so they should uh, it's a favorable matchup against Steven Johnson on the ground and then Northwestern has shut down running backs of all manner you know even Saquon Barkley of Penn State struggled uh, Akramodley of Iowa I could go on with pretty solid Big Ten running backs who struggled, and Benny Snell fits the same profile as a ground-and-pound high-volume runner that Northwestern has excelled against.
1: Yeah, I think Northwestern's run defense is probably, out of run defense, pass defense, run offense, pass offense, the run defense is probably the most solid. And the pass defense is probably the most iffy. I mean, Which is weird.
0: Pressure, it's weird. Getting pressure on Northwestern is very strong, yet, but the coverage has been up and down at times. and They've they've had to
1: rotate some bodies in in the secondary. They have, yeah.
0: but it doesn't seem like Kentucky is the kind of team that can take advantage of that. Only 10 passing touchdowns for Steven Johnson this year, just four interceptions, but pretty light volume.
1: Yeah, Kentucky probably comes into most games thinking that they're going to run to set up the pass, and I don't know that they'll have that option available to them against Northwestern. Northwestern seems pretty suited to have a good day against their offense. And then Kentucky's defense, I just want to put out a word here, they gave up close to 30 points a game. 20.6, in fact, is the number that I have in front of me. And their defense just isn't particularly good. And I think that that is helpful to Northwestern, whose offense has its moments, but doesn't necessarily create huge plays all the time. It'll be nice to play against a team that doesn't have an overwhelming talent advantage on the defensive side.
0: Yeah, you look at Kentucky's three losses in November, they led 37, 42, and 44
1: points. And I mean, those were against some good some good teams. Yes,
0: but, but when you compare Northwestern's offense to Ole Miss's or Louisville's, you think that Northwestern can... Yeah, Louisville has, has Lamar Jackson. Though. Louisville does have Lamar Jackson. Louisville's problems are not its offense. Certainly not. <laughs> but those are teams where you don't look at Northwestern's offense and say, ooh, there's no way Northwestern could equal that kind of offensive output.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I I think just generally, especially with all the extra time, Northwestern might be able to find some some ways. And just generally speaking, I don't see Kentucky as that much more intimidating than your Iowa or Purdue. I, I think Purdue is 10. probably
0: the best comparison
1: for a team Northwestern yeah, played. That's fair. Purdue has a little more a little more uh pizzazz this season though. Purdue's not bad. Purdue's not bad, and Purdue I think is
0: maybe more tricky in that they can kind of grind a game down. They have a better defense. The thing sure. with Kentucky is, like, you look at some of the good teams Kentucky has played, Mississippi State, they got trampled. Walt. Georgia, they were thoroughly trashed. It doesn't seem like Kentucky can hang in. Like, if Kentucky's not playing well, they're not going to hang in.
1: Yes. Like, things are not going out to They're quickly. not going to bring things. They're not going to keep things
0: going. And the fact that Northwestern has a pretty distinct talent advantage across the board... Leads one to believe that if Northwestern plays its game, that Kentucky's gonna have trouble keeping up.
1: Now, the thing about Northwestern is that they don't often win bowl games, so we might yes. not, we might, not, we, might not, we might want to take this, take everything that we're saying with a grain of salt. Obviously, they won last season in the Pinstripe Bowl, which I believe was their third bowl victory in school history. But we're gonna have to go to the tape to make sure that I'm right on that one. So it'll be interesting to see how things go. Obviously, we'll be watching. Cole, does it matter? Is it a big deal to you if Northwestern wins this game? People always talk about winning bowl games as kind of setting up the next season. Do you think that that is a factor?
0: I don't know how much winning a bowl game to set up the next season is a factor, but I do think winning 10 games is a big deal. The difference between winning 7 and 8 games, 8 and 9 games... Not that significant. But I do think there is something special about winning 10 games, especially for a program like Northwestern. It definitely that, looks better. That doesn't do that very much. And to have the opportunity to do that twice in a three-year span. Third uh, time under fits, I think. The third time under Fitz. That, to me, would be more significant than, oh, here's something that's going to propel us into the off-season.
1: Yeah, I think 10 wins is just better in terms of Selling your success But I don't think that A win over Kentucky You see the team Some teams who have These big Bowl performances Then the next season Get raked more highly And usually don't Live up to that Kind of hype And I don't think that Really Any conceivable Size win over Kentucky Is going to set up Northwestern with A ton of hype Going yeah, into next season Yeah I mean season.
0: Northwestern beating Pitt last year In the pinstripe bowl When Pitt was a ranked team And a bowl game That probably has more novelty Because it was Yankee Stadium That was like in a vacuum a bigger win than any northwestern win over kentucky could be in this bowl game but the in the broader picture is where okay maybe this would be a more significant result
1: yeah it could be i mean bowl wins are always nice for recruiting looking good when you're the only also game like, in town
0: and and not losing like maybe the bigger thing for northwestern not winning this game to propel themselves into the off season but to not lose a game that Northwestern would have no business losing.
1: Yeah, that would be kind of embarrassing for Northwestern after weeks of preparation to come and after out and lay an egg here. after you win seven straight games, yep.
0: you beat a pretty good team in Michigan State, some other competent teams if you come out and lay an egg against
1: a Kentucky team. Not that, a lot of other competent teams, we found out. Most of these teams, Northwestern's beaten on the streak. Not particularly.
0: No, not that. great. However, three teams that are probably...
1: <laughs> We're going as to talk, good or better than Kentucky. We're going to talk more contextualizing how Northwestern played this season in a moment. But first, I want to put you on the record, Cole, with regard to this bowl. Cole, do you know the line of this game currently? Northwestern's an
0: eight-point favorite as we record on a Thursday afternoon.
1: Northwestern is an eight-point favorite as we record on Thursday, December 7th at 2 o'clock Central. One thing to point out about that line,
0: Max, that's a bigger line than in any of Northwestern's Big Ten games, except for Illinois.
1: Yeah, Northwestern hasn't inspired a lot of confidence in terms of getting big wins. However, their last two games have been blowouts, so maybe that helped a little bit perception-wise. I'm guessing Kentucky is probably also not a generally a betters favorite. Yeah. I Yeah. I mean, it's not like we are huge experts on Kentucky as we are with... More so with other Big Ten schools, but I don't think there's a lot to see here that Northwestern fans should be scared of. So Northwestern is an eight-point favorite. Cold? Do you, you want to take a very early final prediction here for this game? And obviously, these are subject to change in the next three weeks as we get as we head into the Bulls season more formally. But I just want to get your thoughts on this game right now.
0: Yeah, I think you know weird things tend to happen at bowl games, so it. It may not be a That's first true. half blowout like the way we've talked about it would indicate, but I mean Northwestern is the better team across the board. They will have had the preparation; they're a veteran team. I think Northwestern kind of runs away with it in the second half. I'll take uh, Northwestern thirty-four, Kentucky seventeen.
1: I'm seeing like a thirty to twenty kind of win. I think I do think that Northwestern is the better team, and I think that they pull it out, although the eight-point spread, I think, sounds pretty good to me. But I still haven't, even after seven games, I'm still not 100% trusting Northwestern. I don't know what it is. I just don't know what it is. They haven't They haven't totally persuaded me over. I don't know why they keep winning games by larger and larger margins.
0: They do, but I think it's fair that like the three wins that Northwestern had against, let's say, the competent teams in a seven-game winning streak, an overtime win, a triple overtime win, and a pretty ugly 10-point win...
1: Yeah. They won all the games. That was like the least, but, least confidence and still like seven game winning streak that you could conceive of almost. Although so they ended it's, out of high note. It's, it's very
0: difficult. I'm not sure you could win seven straight games in a major conference and inspire less confidence than Northwestern has just done. Well, still a very strong seven game stretch.
1: Yeah, still not you bad. You can only winning All you can is do is, good. To,
0: is win the games that are on your schedule.
1: That's what any coach would tell you. I'm sure Fitz is. Shouting that into his mirror right now as he talks about how people are disrespecting his team. So, had they just beaten Duke, though,
0: then people would probably not be disrespecting his team that much.
1: Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. But first, let's just put a wrap on this game. Northwestern takes on Kentucky. Wildcats versus Wildcat. Violence. A disaster. Make sure you tune in uh, to that game. This will be December 29th, right nestled between Christmas and New Year's which is the perfect time for college football, cozy up to a nice warm fire, kick back, watch some ball. It'll be a uh, it'll be a fun experience and the daily will definitely be there. All right, we're going to switch over now and go big big picture here because Northwestern's regular season is in the books. There's still a bowl game to be played, but The majority of everything Northwestern is going to do this season has already been done. Most of their story has already been written. And we've got a 9-3 Northwestern team, 7-2 in the Big Ten West, seven straight wins. Three of those wins consecutively were in overtime. It's a very weird season. And I think a lot of people still had a hard time figuring out what to think of what this team did. So, Cole, I want to ask you, how do you feel overall about how Northwestern perform this season well, I think Max Northwestern
0: probably did about what it should have uh, Northwestern returned a lot of talent they had a lot of key players in their senior years Justin Jackson Godfrey, UK, a third year starting quarterback and Clayton Thorson who was expected to take another step forward and so you thought this could be kind of a peak year for Northwestern in a stretch of pretty solid campaigns so talk of a nine win ten win season Maybe a chance, outside chance, to compete for the Big Ten West title. And the division title obviously went away right at the beginning of the Big Ten season with the ugly losses to Wisconsin and Penn State. But Northwestern righted the ship. They won nine games. They have a good chance to win ten games. And that's, I think, kind of going into the season what you expected, given what Northwestern had on paper.
1: I grew up as a fan of more pro sports than college sports, so I think my perspective on success is a little different. In college, it's usually a big deal to win games and be ranked, and I don't see that as that. I mean, it's important in a micro sense, like it's fun at the time, but when I look at how a team plays, I like to see a season, if it's not successful in terms of winning championships, Winning a Big Ten title, even going to a Big Ten championship game, contending for bigger and better things, then I don't think that there's a huge difference between a ten-win team in the Outback Bowl two seasons ago, or a nine-win team this year, or like a seven-win team that plays in the Foster Farms Bowl or whatever. I mean, there's there. It's nice to win more games, but I don't think that it represents a huge step, and it doesn't. The extra wins don't really matter to me. I also want to ask this question to you. In Over the course of uh, the seven-game winning streak, they obviously had three consecutive overtime games, which regardless of how you play, really, those are toss-ups by nature. So if Northwestern had lost two of those games and ended up with a 7-5 and five record, no seven-game winning streak to end the season, how would you have felt about the season?
0: I would have been pretty disappointed in the season. I mean, for me... A, a disparity of two wins when you play twelve games is pretty significant. A nine and three Northwestern team with the talent they had to me meets expectations. A seven and five Northwestern team with this amount of talent that probably ends up in the Foster Farms Bowl or the Heart of Dallas Bowl is the Heart of Dallas Bowl. Who is <laughs> a, that? Would be <laughs> a distinct disappointment to me.
1: Yeah. I don't know, though. I mean, I, I think I would see it differently because I don't think that winning or losing those games fundamentally changes how Northwestern played.
0: No, but I think there's a difference between football and other sports. Basketball, for example, Northwestern will play 31 basketball games this season. Let's say it plays a handful of overtime games. Whether it goes 4-0 and in overtime games or 1-3 and in overtime games, you're going to have basically the same season because over 31 games, one individual game is not that consequential. But in a football season where you only play 12 times, each one of those games, to me, is fairly significant.
1: Yeah. College football is just weird like that. The win totals, I don't know. I mean, Northwestern probably played, on the balance, like a pretty good team. I mean, they're ranked 20 in the 20 range right now in the playoff rankings and in the AP polls. But, I mean, they probably played, like, a top 35 team, I feel like, on the balance, given who they played in their struggles early in the season at at times. And I feel like top 35 is like pretty good. But given the fact that, as you said, this was supposed to be kind of a peak season where a bunch of good players were in their senior year and kind of hitting their stride. I mean, top 35 in these circumstances doesn't really feel like it sets up Northwestern to do something or to be at kind of a new level, a new normal. And I know that people are going to say, oh, like back in the '70s, Northwestern was terrible, so really any success is something good. But under Fitz, this is this was always within the realm of possibility with Fitz teams, and I mean it's fine. I'm not gonna complain about this season. I just don't want to overhype a year that pretty much isn't that surprising.
0: Yeah, I think though we're starting to see that a gradually the standard for Northwestern is getting a little higher, where instead of winning seven or eight games a season, the expectation is now that... You, maybe not the expectation, but more often than not, you're probably going to win nine or ten games. Not that significant, but
1: it I mean, is a not step more often than not. I feel like the baseline for Northwestern is probably 8 eight wins. But an eight and four regular season, then, is fine. maybe nine with a bowl.
0: The one thing I think we agree on, Max, is Northwestern is no closer to winning a Big Ten West title or winning a conference title... And we see that every time we go in for a press conference, it's plastered on the wall. <laughs> the Northwestern has many goals, and the first two are to win the division and to win the Big Ten. And Northwestern is not closer to that than they were a year ago after 7-6 and six season. Probably not closer to that than they were three years ago after a disappointing end to a 5-7 and seven season in which there was no bowl game.
1: Yeah, that that kind of step up from good... Competent to good Big Ten team up to team that realistically has a shot at a Big Ten title every season that it it plays. Under Fitz would be kind of the step. And I'm not sure that this kind of season is indicative that Northwestern is necessarily heading in that direction. Now, obviously, like an eight-win baseline, a seven or eight-win baseline is pretty good. Like a lot of teams would take that. But when you have a lot of coaching stability and the ability to count to say going into pretty much every season for the next ten years that you know what you're gonna get from a leadership standpoint, it's just not that exciting. I guess. This season was fine. I don't. I, mean, I uh, think we should acknowledge the season that. was fun objectively, like in and of itself. Winning these games, seven straight games for Northwestern, winning all those games in overtime, beating a bunch of Big Ten teams that are have been good at various points in time. Like that, that was all fun. There's nothing to take away from that, obviously. I enjoyed covering this team a lot.
0: It was fun. And I think we should also acknowledge that there's still limitations that Northwestern has that other schools don't, from a recruiting perspective, primarily. Also, home field advantage is virtually non existent. I think the (laughs) fact that Northwestern has, over the past handful of years, been consistently better than Iowa, consistently better than Nebraska, is moderately significant. Yeah. But still, Northwestern is, again, Northwestern is probably the. Second best team in the Big Ten West over the past three years, I would yeah, and I agree n- yeah, and not close to winning the division, really ever.
1: Yeah, someone else always seems to jump up. It would just you know you see like Iowa or Wisconsin. It's always some team that has that one boss season. Northwestern hasn't had that in twenty years, right? And I don't know what
0: how fair it is to expect Northwestern to have. Someone has to have it. Someone has to have year. it. But is it fair that Northwestern should have one every twenty years, or is it fair to say Northwestern should have
1: that season every thirty years? Yeah. Or every ten years. I don't or know. Or every forty years. I just want I just wanted to open up the floor to for debate. You're some people think that us young Northwestern watchers should be happy with what's happening here relative to the past, which is fine.
0: Yeah, I mean this is certainly like Historically, in 120 some whatever years of Northwestern football, easily the best 20 year stretch, probably the best 10 year stretch of
1: program history. Yeah, I think that's without question.
0: But I think our debate now is where can Northwestern I- realistically, if, in 20 years, are we going to say, oh, Northwestern's golden era was 2010 to 2020? Or is the program going to continue to rise?
1: Yeah, you know, in college football, if you're not moving up, you're moving back. If you if you go to a bunch of other crazy schools. Yes, if you're Idaho and, every and season, you're
0: dropping from FBS to FCS. That's you're true. Definitely, you're going, definitely going
1: back. Northwestern is probably not in danger of disbanding their football program or dropping from FBS to FCS. No, I think we can say that. It's, I'm just not sure this season is really, I mean, it was a good season and, but it was expected to be a season that was roughly this good. Right.
0: It's a fair question to ask if Northwestern is slowly, but getting close to
1: its ceiling as a program. That's, I I think the more interesting thing. And I think the season asks some questions in the macro sense. While still being fun in the micro sense, obviously there are a lot of fun games this year. Got triple overtime against Michigan State at Ryan Field, uh fans rush the field in that one. Northwestern blows out Illinois. There was that Minnesota game where the weather was god awful.
0: Yeah, and even in a macro sense, I mean, Northwestern is set up well for the next few years. They set up I mean, well for the next few years. Next season
1: next season might be they they have to replace some key contributors. Secondary, Justin Jackson. They do.
0: Next year it's interesting. But they've got because... they've got some good
1: players behind those guys.
0: The, okay. the places Northwestern loses the most talent is also where it has the best replacements.
1: Yeah, they, they've they recruited pretty well in those spots. I'm assuming that Clayton Thorson will be coming back for another season because yeah. the season went... It, he turned it around some from the start of the year when he wasn't playing very well. But did not have
0: the mesmerizing season that probably.
1: would It wasn't been, a revelation that would have yeah. taken him into the NFL draft, probably. So I'm assuming that he's coming back. If he doesn't, Northwestern is going to be in a Northwestern. Bit of a bind. That
0: that to me is the situation where, oh, you look at the next three to four years and you say, ooh, like it's possible that Northwestern is going to have a year without
1: going to a bowl game. Yeah, they've got to find a quarterback. So as long like, as
0: Clayton Thorson returns the next term. year, you think. Okay, Northwestern's going to be moderately successful next they, year. There it's are a lot of young
1: pieces play. in a lot of places on this team. I mean, they lose a decent amount of production, but not... Not an irreplaceable amount. Not an irreplaceable they amount. Could, it's not inconceivable that Northwestern
0: can replace virtually all of... Maybe mm. Justin Jackson aside... Jeremy Larkin's pretty good. Yeah, but I don't think that... Northwestern they, will probably have fewer total rushing yards next season than yeah, it does
1: this year. Maybe. I'm a big fan of Jeremy Larkin. I wouldn't sleep on him. I think he I think the kids got some uh got some. Skills. But the point is that as we
0: talk about Northwestern in this macro sense of can they get better, they're not in danger of
1: having a miserable season anytime. And I think soon, that's right? that's a testament to the fact that they know who's going to like Fitz has demonstrated a baseline of competence.
0: Like in the Yeah, exactly. In the next five years we can easily see, okay, Northwestern like, may go to a Holiday Bowl. Northwestern may also go to a Foster Farms Bowl. Like, Northwestern's probably going to get the tour of Big Ten Bowls. Yes. In the next handful. Of I think
1: I think that's reasonable. And, yeah, I mean, the season's almost in the books, and obviously it'll be interesting to see where Northwestern goes from here. But for now, 2017 has almost come to a close. We have one more game to cover this year at the Music City Bowl in Nashville against Kentucky and that is all the time that we have to, to talk about all of these incredible topics today. Cole, thank you for being here. Taking nice. some time out of your busy finals week. I'm
0: Always sure. a pleasure to wrap up the finals with some hard-hitting discussion and with With a with nice you.
1: discussion about Northwestern football. All right, As I said, I'm Max Schumann. I've been your host for most of the season, and I've really enjoyed it. This is a, will probably be our last football podcast, and I'm tearing up a little bit, but We'll uh, still be around for the next couple weeks, providing some coverage leading into the Music City Bowl. Just keep an eye out for that. Northwestern plays Kentucky on the 29th of December. 29th. Not the 28th, the 29th. Be sure to check out dailynorthwestern.com. Between now and then, for all our coverage of Northwestern football, we'll throw up some preview content to get you ready for that bowl game so that you know what to expect out of that. Follow us at dailyNU underscore sports on Twitter for live updates from games and press conferences. If you like this podcast this season, I'm very thankful for your listens. Be sure to subscribe to The Daily on iTunes. Follow us on SoundCloud to keep an eye out for other podcasts that we might be doing. There could be a men's basketball podcast in the works after winter break as Northwestern kind of dives into the Big Ten season. Just keep an eye out for that. Keep an eye out also for other podcasts produced by The Daily. There are a lot of people doing some good work, and I just wanted to give them a shout-out. So we'll be back. Never. Next fall. We'll be back at some point. I won't be back. I will be back. This will be my final podcast about, about football for The Daily Northwestern. But in general, we will be around writing over the next few weeks to get you ready for the bowl game. Have a great rest of your year, and see you on the other side. All right, well, let's get home safe.